check, check. Mic check. Sixty show presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Infat Truck Hero, Get and Pro Taper. Coming at you Thursday, August 17th, 12.01 Pacific. Two rounds left, everybody. Two rounds of Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships this weekend in Bud's Creek, next weekend at Indiana, and then that is a wrap. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Please, uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want to talk some moto, uh, whether you want to talk Buds, whether you want to talk talk MXDN, talk uh, uh, USGP coming up also, the WW Ranch, if you want to talk about that. Uh, Paul Parabinos from ProTaper and Jason Thomas will be uh, both on the the show today, and uh, we'll answer your calls, and uh, yeah, we'll talk a little moto, man. Thank you for listening. We are also going to give away a 20 set of 2018 Kinetic Gear from the folks at Fly Racing. Fly Racing, each year, they develop, they test, they improve their products in a never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. The first to integrate the BOA system, they've got it on two lines now. Uh, they offer the unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear. For 2018, they've created their lightest, most comfortable, and durable gear yet. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing. Thanks to those guys, like I said, we are going to give away a... Uh, a 2018 set of kinetic gear, which is uh, fantastic from those guys. Also, ProTaper, uh, since bursting on the scene in 1991, ProTaper has continued to, continued to produce some of the world's most premium control and drive components available in the market today. Whether it's Bradshaw back in the day or Jason Anderson now, uh, ProTaper.com, uh, they can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the industry benchmark. Geico Honda, the Rockstar Energy Husky team, the Rockstar Energy Husky team in Europe, uh, as well as the JGR Suzuki team, all use ProTaper. And you know ProTaper. You know their name. They're great quality stuff. They've uh, they've been around for a long time. We thank those folks. Also, to Truck Hero, uh, it's a uh, supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. If you've got a light truck and SUV and you want to get something from the bumper to the bumper, check out truck-hero.com, back industries, undercover, NFAB, bedrug, husky liners. Truck Hero is the name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. And they are also a proud sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team, the Truck Hero guys, along with our buddies at NFAB that I uh, dropped at the beginning. So uh, thanks to those folks. Also, to get... Join the Get generation, destroy the start, and get the whole shot. The uh, the technology that made Get Riders World Champions is finally available on the market. The LCGPA, the new launch control system developed by Get Engineers together with the top teams all around the world. Destroy the start, get the whole shot with like Chad Reed and Cooper Webb and the JGR guys all on board with Get. And uh, we are looking to give away 
uh, something from the folks at Get today, and uh, we really thank them for this. Uh, this is something new from them. It is the uh, Wi-Fi Com2 tuning tool. It's suitable for Honda CRF machines from 2013 up. It's Wi-Fi. It's a brand new tuning tool uh, from 13 up. Like I said, it works directly with the stock ECU. So you take your stock ECU and uh, you have this Wi-Fi um, COM2 device and you can modify your curves and your power and everything else. So what we want to do is we want to give one of those away today too. So let's go first person to tweet at uh, PulpMX with a photo of their 2013 and up bike gets the get uh, product. So, all right. Thanks very much for that. And we appreciate that, uh, the get guys as well. And, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to talking some motor with you. 702-586-7857. Uh, you know, I'm Steve Mathis, by the way, over there in the corner, he wasn't there last week, but he's back. The tits legendary. What's up tits? Hi, Steve. How are you? Great. Thank you. You want to express your displeasure with fly now or with JT later? Uh, I'm just going to, Keep that off the air. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, no. you're, you're a fly guy. And, no, I am. I know. You're an athlete. You, you're a sponsor. You think I would get respect, but uh, right. apparently right. That's not. That's what I'm so saying. That's fine. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, it will not sway me from being a big fan, though. No. So No, but I figure you like everything. You know I mean? You're very particular about your fly products. I was surprised at uh, <laughs> the response I was given, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this, okay? <laughs> JT will probably, like... He's going to say, well, that's what it is, what it is, and then that's that. Yeah, but... he's not going to help you at all. No, he's not. No, nothing. Which is fine. That's right. not his job, so... Uh, Bud's Creek and uh, Indiana coming up. Yes. Marv is on a roll. Yes, he is. Six moto wins in a row. And Eli is on the opposite of a roll. Come on, bro. I mean. Uh, it's not been impressive. He's not been norm- okay. normal Eli. Two, Do you debate that? Not normal Eli? 2-2. Two, two yes. At Washugal. Not great. Okay. All right. All right. It's fantastic. Uh, I don't know what to say to that. No, nah, I'm, mean, I'm just kidding about that 2-2. Two, two, but right. he, he wasn't lighting the world on fire. I mean, well, I, I know, to, I know yeah. he had issues and everything, but still, it's... Uh, not the showing that I would have expected from him. He was only ninth fastest in, um, and, and that was before the rain. I don't know what you're looking at, but I, I'm looking at people that tweet me photos oh, of okay. their bikes, and I clearly said it's for a 13 and up Honda. You did, and I'm getting KTM and Yamaha photos. I but, remember 13 and up. I didn't remember hearing Honda, but I wasn't paying super oh. close of attention. So um, anyway. So yeah, I wasn't super impressed with uh, Eli's, res- you know, his results. Uh, obviously, the rain is one thing. And well, I'll let him know that. Whatever, I'll, yeah, I'll let him know he, that this let, week. Let him know. On top of I mean, him not you, d- going to the destinations, that I'm also not happy with this ride. So you're, you're. No, I don't care. Oh, you don't care. Okay. No, I, don't I care. didn't think you care. You're no, pretty. No, you're pretty uh, clearly, I don't care. Right. No. Uh, um, we got a winner, everybody. Thanks to Jesse. He's got a 16 Honda and sent it along, and we'll get that get tuning tool right to you. Uh, let's get our our first guest uh, on the line here. And again, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We are going to have a uh, ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, we can talk about MXDN also. Uh, the USA team, Thomas Covington, Cole Seeley, and Wacko Zacco, uh, all coming up uh, uh, in England. And it's a good team, but they'll be in tough to podium. I really think that. I think they can. I think that. Uh, I think the odds to win are very long. The odds to get on a podium are probably 50-50. And, uh, you know, obviously they'll be in the top five or six. That's, that's without a doubt. But you got, uh, you got France. You got England. You got Belgium. I know you guys may not know some of those guys, but trust me, they always ride well at Des Nations. They are always solid at Des Nations. So you got those three countries. Um, 
and and they're going to be great. They're all going to be fantastic. And then when you look at uh, Netherlands uh, with Jeffrey Hurling able to win both motos outright, um, just on his own, along with Koldenhoff, who um, who's better on the soft stuff. But he's still Glenn Koldenoff. He's a good rider. Um, so it's going to be tough for those guys. I really, I really think that. Um, all right, let's get into um, a little bit more Bud's Creek talk uh, with this man on the line. He's from Pro Taper. He's a former pro racer. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Did you get that, that photo from our listener that wanted it autographed by you? Uh, not. I don't, I don't believe so. Okay. All right. Well, it's on its way. He needs it to complete okay. his collection. It's a okay. It's, it's a photograph of you on the uh, on the Blackfoot team. So, is is he sure it's me? And he sh- is it sh- is he sure he needs a, he wants a, my signature? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so, Paul. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. What okay. do you think USA is going to do at Des Nations? What's your take on that? Um, man, I don't know. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, it's racing, so anything can happen. Um, I hope. I, I don't know. Let's see. We'll see how they perform under pressure. I mean, I think Zach will be great. Um, Covington obviously is a bit of a question mark, especially on a 450. But I mean, he's raced the track before. He started on that metal grate a lot. Obviously, all season he knows the program and the and the competition, and he has been riding very good. But he has the um, tendency to be a bit inconsistent. Um, so. I don't know if we'll need one motor out of him or two, mm-hmm. um, but if all, all the guys try their best, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I think winning is going to be very hard. I think a podium is very doable, um, but winning is not out of the question by any means. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's just there's some there's a lot of good teams. Like I said, I think podium or winning is a very long shot, but they are capable. But it's a long shot, and I would put them at fifty fifty to get a podium. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree. Like you know, yeah, uh, with that. Um. Hey, Bud's Creek coming up this weekend for you. Uh, well, first of all, let's get into this. So, breaking news as of uh, uh, 15 minutes ago, Alex Ray was out at Glen Helen trying to ride the Enduro Cross track. <laughs> um, he's racing this weekend in Enduro Cross for Pulp MX. And if he makes the main event, he uh, gets a big cash bonus uh, as a moto, moto guy. So, we're all looking okay. forward to it. So, it's on Chris Kiefer's Instagram story. Um, thoughts on that, Paul? Um, well, I, I've never ridden an enduro cross track. I'm not sure I, I want to even, um, but I've been to plenty of them because we're a, uh, we're a major sponsor of their series and we have been for, for many years. Um, so, uh, I'll be at the race this weekend to hopefully see how Alex Ray does if he's in the night show. Cause I don't, I don't believe I'll be there till at nighttime. Right. Um, but, uh, man, his, uh, Chris Kiefer's Instagram story is not not giving me a good feeling, but um, <laughs> it's not. But I also didn't have a good feeling about Marks doing the backflip after I saw the, the BMX drop in. So maybe he can improve quickly. That's but, a great point. Oof. Yeah, Marks became it, a hero. Marks Marks took what looked very to be a scary situation and became a hero. Perhaps, yeah, Alex, yeah. Alex Ray can can do the same thing. Um, Perhaps we'll see. I mean, I, I think what's what's going to play into his favor is I believe the the tracks this year are are being laid out and designed to be a bit more racy so a little less oh really okay zero cross yeah, yeah. and more yeah yeah so like okay. one one complete lane is just a, a dirt double double which is going to be obviously very easy for him and usually the whole track is an cross type element so there's okay. less of that so All right. that that helps uh yeah that definitely will help a ray uh for sure we'll try to get him in the main hey let's talk a little bit about uh you're a former pro racer and uh a national championship winning mechanic by the way for pro circuit for dean wilson and uh won tons of races much more than me by the way which really makes me bitter but that's okay um 
And also, too, now at ProTaper, you've involved with a lot of brands and a lot of teams and, uh, you know, and all that. So let's – I want to get to the bottom of this, Paul. Um, I wrote something in my column that uh, JT and I have spoken about a few times. Cooper Webb on the Yamaha. Uh, he won the Supercross title last year. He won the national championship. Uh, anytime that kind of rider has stepped up, they've normally been able to run the pace uh, right away in 450 class. And it hasn't been a good year for Coop. Um, does he have a podium? Does he have one in Supercross? I think he got one. Yeah, he has two in Supercross. Okay, I think. he got two maybe? Yeah, so anyways, uh, it hasn't been the year. He also got hurt. Uh, so it hasn't been the year him or Yamaha wanted. And But he has performed well at Southwick, at Unadilla, at Oakland, uh, at Seattle, all softer tracks. Now, you've been adamant on, on social media, and, and you and I have talked that you're not a fan of this bike. Um, can you – do you really think it's that with Cooper? Like, if you put Coop – on another brand, does he have this kind of year? No. No, he no. doesn't. So you're not a fan of the bike, like, and and, and to be fair, I I absolutely um, believe you're right that it is um, it is a controversial bike. The last time it won outdoors with Barsha, last time it won Supercross was with Stu back in the JGR days. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I do feel Cooper doesn't have this type of year if he's on a different bike. Um, I am not a fan of the bike, but different strokes for different folks. A lot of people can get along with it, but I yep. just look at the talent that they've had on that motorcycle in the mm-hmm. past years and the amount that it's won. And it, it, I don't think there's much to argue. I mean, no one has won on it this entire year. Tone has finally won a moto in Europe, but that wasn't on the 17 bike. That was on the 18 bike, which I've never ridden the 18 bike. I don't know. I've only heard what people say, but um, uh, I just, I just believe much more in the the KTM, the Suzuki, the Husky, um, the Honda. Uh, I just think the Yamaha is far, far worse compared to those. And I know it's a factory team, mm-hmm. um, and they should be able to make it work, but I do feel that um, Cooper's body type and his riding style doesn't suit the Yamaha. I think the Yamaha works best when you have a really, really big rider on it. Um, yeah, so, sure. yeah, I, I, okay. I, I don't think he's uh, – I think he could have had a much better year if he's on a different bike and, and – my guess is we might see him on a different bike in a couple of years. 702-586-7570. You got a question for Pro Taper Zone, Paul Barabinos, or myself. Um, yeah, that is a theory that is out there, uh, Paul. Uh, Colton Fasciati, Davey Millsaps, uh, some bigger dudes. Uh, Ivan Tedesco didn't like it. He's a smaller guy. You know, maybe Webb is, isn't a fan, smaller guy. Uh, Chad's not a big guy either, you know. So maybe there is yeah. something to that. Yeah, I mean, and they've had good talent on this year. I mean, Cooper Webb and Chad Reed are really good riders, and I think they both have the speed and the ability and the experience to to have uh, won a main event this year, and they didn't. Um, Roman Fever is a great, great rider, um, and he hasn't even – I think he's finally got a podium in a moto this year, and, and that could be – you know, he's having a bad season, but he's a, he's a good rider. Um, and I just think that goes to show that the other bikes are just a bit a bit better. To be true, uh, to be truthful though, too, Faber won a world championship on the on that bike a couple of years ago. But yeah, he, he is. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But was he racing again? I don't know which version of the KTM Husky he was racing against back then. Was it yeah. the older version? Yeah, I don't know either. So, I don't. I don't remember. But um, I don't it, know it either, is. So. Look, it's a. Uh, your claim is not without merit. Um, you talk to guys in the pits. You talk to riders. You talk to teams, and it's a it's a diverse bike, no doubt about it. And Webb. Yeah. I th- I'm what I can't figure out a little bit, Paul is, and well, I can figure it out. But 250F and 450F share the exact same frame and swing arm, so Webb killed it last exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, Webb killed it last year. 
just the bigger bike, uh-huh. and now you have issues, you know? So you can put a 250F engine into a 450, it bolts up? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. unique. Yeah, it is. So um, it is, it's interesting to see that Webb uh, killed it last year, and you add some CCs to it, and now you have torsion and flex and, and lots of things that the horsepower does to the, to the motorcycle, and we have a guy that's not been performing like we all thought. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of pieces of things. I don't want to blame the bike for everything. Oh, no, Cooper of course has not. Been hurt. He yeah. stepped into the 450 class as a rookie. It's a harder class. But, yeah, I do. I absolutely believe that the bike is somewhat to blame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's interesting. In, in 2017, when bikes have never been closer, we have this sort of outlier of a, of a Yamaha where people are, like, still looking at it with with one eye open, <laughs> you know, like, going, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right, hey, let's get into uh, Bud's Creek. This is a good track. Uh, everybody likes this place. And you, Paul Perbinos, yeah. you won a heat race back in the day, 125 class. Yeah, I love Bud's Creek. You, I think that was the same year that Timmy won a moto. Oh, what a year day. I won my Sunday what a, morning qualifier. With what a day that was then. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great day. And, um, I mean, I think Dean, Dean got his first um, uh, 250 National Motocross win there. So that was, I believe, my first win as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I won there with Baggett. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I love Buzz Creek. I've yeah. always had a good feeling when I get there and it's a, it's a great track. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of riders like it. Who'd you beat in your heat race? There's gotta be some good dudes in that. Um, maybe Boniface. Uh, I remember, um, Brian Gray, maybe I can't really remember after that, but I, I know I had a, I didn't even get to go. The, it was the, it was the time in our sport when the top 10 were seeded to the motos. And then, uh, we had past champions that would go after that. So I actually went to the gate 13th, I think, because Stu and Lampson, uh, returned and they were in the top 10. So, oh yeah. 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 Um, but, um, but yeah, that was a good, uh, but good track, good race for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Osborne should clinch it, uh, this weekend. And for the, for a guy that, uh, took his first ever overall win at buds, but then also faded from first to like 18th and never crashed. He said that was really hard to do, especially now he thinks back about how much out of shape he must have been because you know how it is, Paul. <laughs> He's running first. For the first five laps, you put so much time on the dudes in 10th and 15th, it's ridiculous uh, when you're out front yeah. like that. And he and he still laughs about how far he dropped back and how amazing it was. So um, Yeah. But he should clinch this weekend, which is great to see for Osborne, man. Awesome. It's really cool, and and like you say about his his uh, the things that has happened to him at this track, how you know the, the fade, the, his first win, and now maybe he's winning his first title there. It's uh, it's it's strangely ironic, and, and uh, motocross is funny like that. But I, I imagine it's going to be. I, I imagine there's probably no more special place for Zach to get it done. So that's going to be really cool for him. I hope he has a good weekend. Hopefully, nothing goes wrong. Yeah, um, it is racing. Things can happen. So hopefully he gets it done, and I'll be happy for him. He's a he's a pro taper guy too. So that's that's a that's another plus. Uh, maybe we'll give him a gold bar for Indiana. A complete twenty four karat gold bar. Yeah, I'll I'll get on it. Okay, I'll fantastic. It. Uh, what a story though. <laughs> like what I don't know if we've ever have we. And I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't I didn't prep you with this question. Have we seen a guy so old? He's thirty. You know when. Be so dominant yeah. in in both classes this year and win his first title. Like I don't, Mickey Diamond kind of, yeah, Mike Brown, but he didn't win Supercross, you know. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Mike Mickey Diamond couldn't win Supercross, but he was a five or six or seven year pro, probably six year pro when he's got a factory Honda ride and he won the one twenty five championship, you know. So it was one of those things that people are like, oh yeah, this guy, like wow. And obviously back when yeah. Diamond won it, the bike was amazing. 
the Hondas were way better. But I can't think of a guy, Paul, that pulled something off like this where you're just like, yeah, he's solid. He's a good veteran rider. He's a very, you know, top five guy. And all of a sudden in 2017, the dude just kills it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we would have to, we have to think Alden is a big part of that, right? Yes, I think so. I believe so. Um, yeah. Hey, I talked to him a little bit about what number he wanted to take, and he wasn't really going there, but I don't really care. I kept harassing him. And he was asking me, like, he's, if he wins this national championship, what looks fantastic to do this weekend, if not for sure at Indiana, unless disaster strikes. Would you go single digit, or would you stick with 16? What got you? Um, I think I personally would, would go single digit. Um, I just think it's a... Uh, yeah, it's just such an honor to have a single digit. Um, I think you're more identifiable to the to the crowd and to your fan base, and you can kind of brand yourself better when you have a single digit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think he has any special ties to 16. Yeah, he's had a great year with it, but um, what was he? What was his number? Always 338. 338. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he could be eight. He could be seven. He could be nine. Oh boy. Um, seven. So seven. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Take seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, it should be available. I do not think the AMA would make it available, but they, it technically should be. But as we know, that doesn't mean necessarily it will be available, right? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure that's the last thing on his mind at the moment. But um, well, I was trying to make yeah, it. I, mean, I was trying to make it his first thing on his mind, but he was not having it. But then, <laughs> but then he talked to me a little bit about it. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls for you, Paul. We got uh, we got Sam on one. Sam, what's up? Welcome to the Moto Sixty Show uh, by Fly Racing, and also to Pro Taper Get and Truck Hero. What's uh, what's on your mind, Sam? Sam, you there? All right. Uh, let's get to Dave. Dave, you there? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling, hey, Mike. My question for you is, could it be that Cooper Webb and Chad Reed have the same gripes about the, the 450? Um, from what I know, Dave, Chad and, and Coop went in different directions with their setup. Paul, do you have you heard a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would imagine they probably have the same gripes, but they went about it different ways trying to fix it to, to tailor it to them. You know, I... I I don't know that for sure. I'm just speculating, but um, I don't know what gripes we're talking about. But I mean, yeah, yeah I would imagine they're pretty, pretty similar. They just went different ways trying to fix it. One thing I think people really, Dave, overreacted, and Paul, you can back me on this. Was Chad's going to mentor Cooper? Chad's going to you know be there with Cooper? He's the next guy for Yamaha. Chad's going to help him. That was such a pile. Yeah. Of, that was such a pile of crap, Paul. That I read, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chad, well, Chad is competing. still very much. Go ahead, Paul. Chad still very much believes in himself to race and yeah. in racing and winning. So, um, uh, I mean, I don't think he was, he would be a, I don't think he was either. I don't think he's going to be a dick to Cooper, no. but, um, he's not going to be like, you know, putting, no. doing a Yamaha a huge no. favor and Cooper, huge favor and hey, preparing him for the future. Chad's hey, there to, to Coop, get the job done. Himself. Hey Coop, I found these motor mounts, man. You might want to give him a try. No, 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 <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, anything else, Dave? Um, no, that's it. Um, I, I guess my other, my only other question would be: um, Do you think it's more of a chassis problem or a horsepower problem? Paul, do what, they, do you, uh, what do you think about that bike? I, I do. I think first and foremost, it's chassis. I just think it's the design of the bike. Um, I, I mean, engine power. I think that engine has lots of power, and I think it's a reliable bike. But just the way um, it is set up and the way it's built, I just don't. 
I don't believe it works as good as the other ones. Somebody told me one time the, the real way to get them working is to not add power. They're fast enough. Uh, the way the power is delivered, the way the power is delivered uh, makes the chassis handle okay. You add more power to this thing, and, and now it makes the chassis uh, work in a funky way. Stock is best, is what I've been told on that bike. I don't can't verify it for myself, but that's something I heard. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for the call. I, and I, I, I agree. I agree with it because um, when Dean was riding a Yamaha, um, he experimented a little bit, but he rode the bike best when it was in stock form. Um, yeah. When it when it you know when he didn't have it geared up real tall when he didn't even have an exhaust on it. The bike's pretty fast mm-hmm. um, stock. So uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big problem with a lot of just culture in our sport is everyone thinks they need to have this fire breathing engine. Yeah. But um, in a four, in the 450 class, uh, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think just a stock engine is pretty damn good. If you have a good rider, he's going to, he's going to do well. I would almost, I would try to get like, like to get ECU and that's not a plug, but I would get an ECU like what get makes yeah. i would make a start map that which they do and then i would make a, a a race map so you need horsepower you need torque you need everything else in a straight line rider flips the switch which is what they do they they have this and then that's it ride it stock from there you know yeah i mean so. i mean i like i said i just or like you know i just raced loretta and my engine was completely stock and i got i got a lot of whole shots um, yeah. i got three of six so I, yeah. I like i said i don't think it has anything to do with Paul, engine. You, i think it's more about rider and yeah but you could start you could pull whole shots on an 80 Paul, probably. I believe that. I believe that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get to Sam now. Sam, what's up? You back? What's up? What's going on? Yeah, sorry. Uh, just got in the den zone. I had a yeah. question for Paul. Go ahead. Uh, I I'm actually on BTO Sports right now, about to order some Pro Taper Evo bars. Uh, uh-huh. And I was just curious does the does the bend of the bar affect how much the bar will flex? Because I hear everybody talk about bar flex, and I didn't know if the like RC low is more rigid than uh, RC high or Wyndham high. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's nothing that, um, that's nothing that I've done and tested or like, uh, took, took different bar bends into a lab and, 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 and basically put numbers out there. But yeah, absolutely. It's just, if a, if the bar is a much straighter handlebar and has less sweep and less height, it's going to be more rigid than a bar that's much taller or has more, has more sweep because of just leverage. Um, so uh, yeah, it's pretty kind of a uh, self-explanatory. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I can't think okay. one at the moment. No, but you're yeah, good. Absolutely. Cool. And then a big shout out to fly. My, uh, fly light hydrogen from 2012 is finally starting to just break down. So jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, balling on a budget. Yeah. Well, Hey, the new stuff's really good. They got the, 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 the BOA system on the back of the new stuff, so go. Yeah, my buddy just yeah. got that, and it looks pretty sweet. Definitely probably going to have to order use, that next. Use the pulp code at BTO, bro. Don't forget. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, thanks man. guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get to thanks, Adam. Adam, what's going on? What's your question for uh, Paul Parabinos from ProTaper? Hey, uh, I'm just wondering, uh, first-time caller, and uh, what's the reason for you see guys like Osborne and Tomac, they're scrubbing everything so much harder than all the other guys. Um, and you know all the top guys can do it. What's the reason for it? Is it something that's just a risk factor is too high or guys get, get you tired quicker? What's the reason for that? Paul? Yeah, I, I believe it boils down to fitness. I mean, all those riders can, can scrub a motorcycle, but I think you're seeing Eli and and Zach do it because they can ride the last lap just as good as they can the first lap, and that's a very, very hard thing to do. Um, so I, I, I think what you're seeing is, is you're probably noticing them doing it more because they're able to ride to their full ability the entire race, um, where a lot of other guys can't. That's, that's a hard thing to do. 
Yeah, when you see uh, you see once in a while, Adam, um, like late in the moto, uh, a guy will mm-hmm. like Osborne's done this a few times, and they will do just a hella scrub to get a by a guy, and it'll work. It'll really work, yep. but it takes a lot out of you. So you can see the guys are are uh, are picking and choosing, huh, Paul? When they do it, like they're like, okay, I got it. Yeah, do it now. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of times guys will will make sure they get close to somebody if they think they can get a pass done, and, and they will scrub extra hard or something to try to get by a guy um, and get a wheel on him. But um, yeah. I think it boils down to fitness. I don't I don't think it's a risk thing for the most part. I mean, scrubbing a jump isn't too much of a risky move unless you're doing it how mm-hmm. James or Kennard do it sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I think it's more um, of a fitness thing. Stu told me one time, uh, Muddy Creek, unless he had straight up passed him, it was late in the moto or halfway through, and there's a photo of James scrubbing on a tabletop, you know, underneath Alessi, and he got back by him, and he just said, I was not letting that happen. Like, I was not going to let that guy get by me. And, and he scrubbed it like no other. There's a photo out there of it, and you can see it. And he was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he went balls out on his yeah. scrub. So, uh, thanks, Adam. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, you want to talk about the motocross donations? Yeah. Well, I just had a couple of observations. Sure. Um, uh, well, first of all, there was a guy that called in uh, a couple of weeks ago saying you sounded pissed off and mad on the Pulp and Mech show, but then on the Fly show, you were all, yep. you know, happy. And well, I mean, I agree, except for it seems like you've turned it around because this last Monday's Pulp show was awesome and you were tipper. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think just because I was happy to see Kiefer, maybe you know, like I was, you know, like a chick, <laughs> like I couldn't believe I saw Kiefer after so long. <laughs> Um, Might have been, yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I hope you're not. It, sometimes it does seem like you're getting bitter, but um, yes, yes, but I, I hope you're not getting burned out on it. But um, anyway, there was that. Um, Kiefer being back was awesome, and After Dark was cool. But oh, thank um, you. I, I was just thinking about the MX of Nations. Um, you know, we haven't really talked about how awesome it would be if they actually did go and win. I mean, we're kind of talking about how mm-hmm. maybe a podium and this and that. But I mean. That would be just because we've lost, you know, for for the last five years, I guess it is, and and now we're sending an underdog team, and there's so much controversy about, you know, not fitting our schedule and this and that. Well, I mean, you know, for Cole Osborne and and Covington to to win it, I mean, that would just be it'd be amazing. That would be yeah yeah yeah. I mean, they would deserve like major props, and and hopefully that'll get people back on the. You know, back on the the USA bandwagon, so to speak. You know, yeah, uh, it would be. I I honestly, the last few years, Ryan, going into the, into the race, I'm like, hey, I think USA is fifty fifty to win this. Uh, Jeremy Martin and Webb and Alex Martin and Barsha. The last few years, I'm like, especially in France, I'm like, ah, oh, the French are going to be so good, and and I'm like, but they could win fifty fifty chance. I don't, I just don't feel that way, man. I just, I think it's a long shot for them to win. But if they did it. You know, 1992 was Billy Lyles, and uh, who was in GPs. Larocco was riding 125s, and they put they put him on a 250 back then. Yeah. And Emig was a 125 guy, and they left him on 125s. And I imagine back then it was a, they were massive underdogs, and they pulled off the win somehow in the sand, the deep sand. Everett's crashed out, and one moto that hurt Belgium. Bale took off with moto wins, but his other teammates weren't very good, and you know it just they pulled it off in the sand in Australia. It was amazing, and so I. Man, Ryan, I I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but this is going to be really tough. But man, uh, yeah. But if they do it, it'd be cool, it'd be awesome. I'll tell you what, Paul. How about this? I put this theory out on the Moto Sixty Show a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was Pulp Show, or maybe it was some other dumb podcast I do. If this team wins, Paul, next year it's in the USA. If this team wins, yeah, Eli, we're good. Every if everybody's healthy, everybody's good. 
they get to come back to USA. I would absolutely do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so too because I think that would be such a monumental uh, achievement, and, and and you know it's probably not likely, but it's, it's no absolutely doable. But um, I think they would they deserve to run the one two three plates at, but, in their home country if they pull it off. That would be that but, would be like a, a fairy tale story. It would be, but of course, Paul, that would never happen. Eli would get to go. You know what I mean? Man, like, I, I wish it. I wish it would because, like you said, I mean, they people were bowing out because it's far away, and they they got all of this other stuff going on. Well, then, yeah, why should they be able to, you know, come in for the for the glory in front of the the hometown, you know, crowd? And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome, Ryan. Thanks, man. All right, man. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Pro Taper Get and Truck Hero, all on board. Uh, Paul, before we let you go, a few other things here. Um, man. Did you ever have some like magic races at Pro Circuit that you would put in three quarters of the way through the year, and the the, the riders would just turn it on like Savachi? Um, meaning like just some Ma- out of left field finish. Like, no, I actually meant go ahead. Uh, yeah, races is in the in the mo- in the chassis in the clamps races that way. Sorry, not racing. Oh no yeah. no 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 um, no Pro Circuit actually we didn't we didn't um, tackle uh, rake and trail by changing races we have um we have triple clamps to do that apparently so. they change races on savachi's bike and this is what's going this is the magic touch cool that's <laughs> awesome whatever it takes like i said right i mean i think you and i are pretty similar when it comes to how much we believe in the setup of a motorcycle um i don't think it's amazingly critical but what i do believe it's critical is if you can find a part that if you go and testing forever and you find a part that does make the rider feel that it's a huge difference and they believe in it, I think that goes a very long way. I don't care if it's a zip tie color, um, but if they believe that this is the difference and, yeah. and they can ride better because of it, I think that's a, it makes a huge difference on the, on the track. Which is so it's frustrating from a mechanics team slash point of view because you test your balls off for months and months and months and, and you find a setting and the rider struggles and then you try something that maybe you tried before and now the rider's pumped and you're just like, oh, geez, these guys. But if you stop yeah. testing, if you say to the guys – that's it. We went through everything. It's on you. They pack. They quit. They mentally quit, and now you're done. You yep. have to keep doing yeah, it for sure. For sure. Um, hey, where are you at on this? Like, I, JT on our wrap up show, and JT wrote a column this week, and we'll have him on in a second. He sounds really worried about Eli Tomac right now. Like, I'm not there yet. Oh yeah, I've heard that a bit. Um, I'm not there yet either. I mean, um, he has a really big points lead. Um, I, I, I see where JT is coming from, that there really, really is no reason, but, um, for why Eli's finished like that. But, um, I think this weekend he's on the podium. Um, I don't think he wins. I think Marvin wins. You think Marvin um, makes it, makes it four in a row. I do. I do. I think, um, if we're going to do picks real quick, um, I believe what, uh, what our buddy Dan said earlier this week about, uh, Adam Cincerillo, I think Cincerillo can get a win this weekend. Um, and, uh, I think Marvin wins. Is Marv go one one? Um, his starts are so good. I gotta pick moto scores. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's say he goes one one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I still, I just like. I mean, Marv's not even second in the points. He's three or four back of Baggett, but you know, he still has that extra points to, to make up. So I'm not worried about ET. I just think he, you know, maybe he gets two. Maybe he goes one two this weekend or two two or whatever and loses a little. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to get the job done, and I think Marvin has nothing to lose, and he's on a roll. I mean, he's won three different races in the most different conditions, uh, mm-hmm. and he's got his starts are on point. So I think he's going to keep rolling. I do think he'll go 1-1, and then I think in 250 class, 
um, this is a good track that that lends itself to a guy that qualifies well and gets good starts. I think yeah. Cincerillo will be top two qualifier. He's going to get that good gate uh, at Bud's Creek. I think he's going to get some hole shots, and I think this is a track that he could win on. And he had he was I think this is one of his best finishes last year. So um, Zach will have the championship on his mind, um, and nobody else is really has momentum rolling too yeah. much besides besides them so i think uh, i think he can get it done this weekend hopefully he can at least get a moto that'd be cool you're right about the qualifying and then ever since the designations they've set that start up it's so dumb it's so dumb i don't like yeah. the, the msgps <laughs> do that uh i'm not, not a fan of that but you're right um hey uh before we let you go from pro taper sort of from pro taper point of view i've been pumping up the micro line of bars and grips for a while the kgsc yeah. guys have them but and I think it's a brilliant idea. I've told you that privately. I, I can't believe it's never happened until now. Like, it's really weird. Um, but yep. it's a great idea. It's fantastic. But let me ask you, are the people buying into it? Is this selling really well? Because I feel like it should. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I, I really see it when I, when I go to amateur nationals or races. Um, I mean, pretty much all the 50 classes now, pretty much every participant in the 50 class is using a micro bar. So that's really cool to see. Um, it was slow to go. I mean, I think the product's almost uh, maybe two to three years old uh, now since we've released it. But, um, you know, it's really about getting people um, to try it. And, I, and once they try it, they really enjoy it and they don't want to go back. All the kids that use it really... Um, uh, see and feel the the benefits of it. So, um, so it's a good product yeah. for us. We actually have more grips now available for it. For it, um, the the grips. You know, we have a uh, multiple different colors, and we have neon colors, and those same grips can actually fit on PW50s and CRF50s as well. So, there's another use for our micro grips. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a good product line, and um, everything's it's, uh, it's brilliant. Everything's if up you, on the website. Yeah. How how old do you how old are you finding the little tiny hands are? Because I just have basset hounds. So, how old are kids that can use this stuff? I would say anywhere from four to ten. Four to ten years old. And if you don't, okay, so four if to ten. You have a yeah. kid that's so, four to ten that's I mean, ride, You need to get this stuff, people. Yeah, for sure. And I, like I said, I think a hundred percent of the kids in the fifty class are using it. Yeah, I'm seeing about maybe thirty to forty percent, maybe a little less of uh, kids in the sixty-five class CC using uh, using it. And then we do. It actually does go on an eighty-five CC bike also. I just haven't seen many of yeah. many eighty riders yeah, using you, it. But um, if you have a tiny yeah. tiny guy rides eighties, go ahead and do it. But uh, what else is going on at Pro Taper? What else is new? You're, you're you got some uh, new bends coming or anything, or everything for the twenty eighteen applications are just about done. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, actually, if you go to protaper.com, all our products are, and our website have been updated for the um, 2018 bikes and fitments already, which is really cool. It's only August, and not even all the 18s are on the, on the showroom floor. But um, between uh, friends I know at OEMs, I was able to check wow. every part that we have that's kind of application um, mm-hmm. yep. uh, or fitment specific. So whether it be brake pads or throttle tubes or sprockets, front sprockets, levers, um, we have the whole entire website updated for 2018, so that's cool. So if you have a new bike, you can go on there and see what uh, see what parts you need. And then um, I mentioned it before, we got a bunch of new products coming um, next year, February. So yeah, uh, you, those will be exciting. Too, why don't you I'm tell sure us everybody. about it? Why don't you tell us about it now? It's August. I can't. I can't. I, I just got to keep it um, for the. Okay. You know, I got to release things uh, on time and, and make sure all the dealers have the information before uh, consumers start hearing about it and they're walking in the stores and asking about it and they have no idea what, what, <laughs> right. what we're talking about. So, <laughs> I heard Paul. Paul said to get this new Gidget, this new Gidget from ProTaper. Yeah. Where is it? Right. I got it. Yeah. Um, all yeah. right, buddy. Hey, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Last question. Are you still upset about Loretta's or how are we doing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not angry, but I'm definitely upset. Okay. But, uh, Still. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. 
Okay, take care. Steve. Thank you. Uh, that's Paul Parabinos from ProTaper. Flyracing.com, please check them out. We are still giving away the 2018 Kinetic set of gear from those guys. And uh, also to get, we have our guy for the uh, Com2 uh, Honda CRF product as well. So thanks to the folks at Get for giving that away. ProTaper.com, uh, please, 2018 stuff. Now there, now all fitted and ready to go. And the truck folks from Truck Hero, truck-hero.com, proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team. Let's get to, uh, we got some more, we got a few lines open. So 702 586 7857 if you got a question. And uh, if not, let's get right into our guy that is out there probably selling kinetic racewear like we are giving away today, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much, and you're actually correct. I'm, uh, I'm at a dealer right this second, to be honest with you. Wow, there we go. Okay, fantastic. Uh, are they listening to the Fly Racing Motor 60 show throughout the dealership? Uh, no, they're not. Okay. It's actually it's eerily quiet in here. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, so um, first up, let, let's get to, let's ask you a few questions. Something I talked to Paul about. I basically asked Osborne what number he's going to pick if he wins his title. He didn't want to talk about that, and then finally, seven. I made finally I made him talk about it. Would you go seven? What would um, you do? What would you do if you were him? Like sixteen is the one that got you the, you know, sixteen was when you turned it around and and, and you know all that. So. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think a single digit's so cool though. I don't know how you don't take a single digit. Mm-hmm. Do we know what do we know what all's open? Well, I don't think 7 will be open. Do you? It, by the rule book it should be. Yes, but do you think it will be? No. Okay. So if not, 8 is available, 9 is available. I would probably take I would probably go to the Supreme Court and try to get 7. What about 5? Would, would they make 5 available? Dungeons retired? No, because he raced this year. Yeah, that's important now. Okay, all right. No, because what if he changes his mind or yep. something? That's not going to happen, okay. but yeah. Yep. I mean, Stu's been out for a whole year. No, you know, I, know. So. I know. So five will be taken for another year, and then seven. But you know what? Uh, Osborne can go 16 next year. If he wants five, he can take five the pre- the next year. You, you're allowed to change. Right, right. So you could stay um, 16 and then go, I, hey, I can't, uh, I can't fault him for going 16. I just think a single digit for marketing and – uh, just rec- you know, uh, being able to be recognized by the casual fan. I just think single digit is, is such a standout deal for your career. Um, I would hate to pass that up. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you too. He was saying the same thing. You know, and eight. He was three thirty eight forever. Right. Eight. Yep. I mean, yep. kind of there. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's something there. Um, all right. Uh, Bud's Creek Memories. You love this track. Fifth overall or sixth overall in four fifty class one year. Yeah, it was my favorite track to race on. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily the quote-unquote best track, mm-hmm. but it was my favorite. Um, the dirt was really, really similar to uh, to tracks I rode. You know, I know you were at Reddick quite a bit, a track uh, motocross in Marion County. Yes. It's, the dirt's very similar to that. Um, if it's wet, it gets soft, and, and you can make berms with it, but it can also be hard and, and a bit slippery like uh, red clay can be. So I just felt comfortable in it. From the first lap I ever went there in uh, 1996 to, you know, the end of my career, whether I was doing good or bad in the race, I felt really comfortable and at home riding it. And uh, that was always fun. And I, I usually did well there because of that. But either way, I just uh, – I always liked dirt that I knew exactly what it was going to do and allow me to do, um, you know, comparatively to a Unadilla or somewhere where it was just – it was always a mystery and I never knew how to ride it in right. any condition. 
Uh, every year we went there. It was uh, three different starts. We've been there since I started going there. Um, and yep. counterclockwise and clockwise, different directions every year. But since the designations, they have run it counterclockwise every year. Why don't they run it clockwise? Is there a reason? Is it too fast going up the hill off the start? Yeah, I'm assuming it's because of the start. Okay. Um, there's, there really is no other reason other than, you know, unless somebody just made an executive decision that it just needs to go a certain way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I honestly like the old start, like the super old start up the hill. Yeah, I thought that was, on the other uh, side. I thought that was the right. coolest option. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're climbing a hill, it seems like the um, consequences of a first-turn crash are minimized because uh-huh. of the speeds. When you let off the gas, you instantly slow down, and that's going to slow down any crash that happens. Uh, so I, I really like the start. I was sad to see it go away. Um, the start in between, the middle start that we used like in the yep. middle 2000s yep. was terrible. I mean, it was absolutely horrific. A lot of crashes. It was a, <laughs> yeah, well, it was such a hard angle to the right that it basically just everyone plowed into each other. Even if you were, if you were on the outside and get a good start, mm-hmm. inside guys were going to run into you. And all the guys on the inside basically had to break too hard. You know, it was a true probably 120 or 130-degree angle back to the right. Um, so yeah, I, I just laid on the ground there too many times to, to enjoy that start. Uh, um, and then the one now is okay, but yeah. it really favors the inside. I think it's a little bit unfair as far as, uh, having, um, a fair and equal opportunity anywhere. You know, yeah. I, I think the best starts are ones that you can get a good start from anywhere. That seems to be yeah, the, uh, MX, ideal. The MXGP guys just don't believe in that. I don't know why. No, they don't. I don't they know don't. why. You know, yeah, I think it goes back to. You know, think about like, uh, I know you don't like MotoGP, but think about those kind of starts where it's front row, you know, basically qualifying means everything. And that's kind of how it seems like MXGP starts are, you know, the inside gates are heavily favored as far as an advantage. And that seems like it's just that line of thinking, even though it's not a front row type start, it's still the inside has a huge advantage and that's based around qualifying. So I don't necessarily agree with it, uh-huh. um, but I, you know, I, I think it's pretty consistent with what they do. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas on the line. Brian, what's happening? How are you? What's going on, Mathis? What's up, Brian? Hey, could this be the last year for uh, Bud's Creek? Uh, I have heard that, hear Brian. About that? I have heard Financial that. Troubles. Brian, yeah. I, I have heard that. Um, MX Sports basically uh, leases the track from Jonathan Beasley now, and so it's an MX yep. Sports race. Um, I have heard that, Brian, but f- from nobody important. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody that would yep. know. Uh, just, just rumors. Uh, but I mean, rumors. I haven't heard like you know from. It hasn't been Brian on the phone like you calling me and telling me that. I mean, industry people like people that. that yeah, that, yeah. But but nobody that would have know the, he's, the decision. You know. I know he's on social media. You know, saying he's broke and. Yeah. Funny, this and that, and yeah, Beasley is an odd dude for sure. Uh, JT, have you heard anything? Yeah. Have you heard anything, JT, about this race? Um, I've, I've heard the same, uh, and I'll just I'll just say without getting myself in trouble that I wouldn't I would not be surprised if this is the last one. Yeah, see, cool. and, James, I and see, want Brian, to go check it out then, man. See, Brian WPS <laughs> sponsors the outdoors as a as a presenting sponsor. They're a big part of it, so I bet you JT probably knows something that we don't, and he just yeah, yeah. maybe gave it away. Hey, we were at uh, so. Unadilla, and we saw you walking in the pro pits. We yelled to you, but you looked like you were a man on a mission. Who Kept me? Going, so. Me? Yeah, yeah. I was yep. probably looking for food. Uh, sorry, buddy. Yeah, I would, I would, I would have, I would have said hi. Thank you, though. Maybe I'll see you this weekend. Yeah, I definitely want to go, man. If I see you this time, I'll definitely. Uh, Try to stop you, approach you. Yeah, sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. All right. Uh, this is uh, Curtis. What's up? You got a Justin Cooper question? 
Hey, what's up, Mathis? What's up? Uh, yeah, I just had a question how you guys thought he was going to do this week with how good he rode in the mud last week. What do you think, JT? Justin Cooper. Um, I think he'll do pretty well. You know, I don't I don't look for him to get a second place in a moto again. You know, um, I think that was a product of a great start and riding the, the mud incredibly well. Uh, you know, he got fifth overall, so with 12-2, um, you know, he qualified pretty well. So I, I could see inside the top 10, you know, something like uh, – six through 10 or something like that. It, you know, it's, it's so tough for these guys because they're used to winning races and they're used to being up front. So my, my big question is what happens if he starts 28th, you know, because he's going to, he's going to move forward quickly. But once you start getting into 14, 15, 16, I mean, you're running into Bradley Taft, you're running into Chase Sexton. Those guys are not slouches, you know, and they're, they were exactly what uh, Justin Cooper was a year ago. Right. So, um, that's what I look for is, is the struggle. He's not going to get the whole shot every time or get a good start every time. So I would look for that number to come back towards the average a little bit and something like 11-8 uh, or 14-7 or something like that I think is a little bit more realistic. Uh, thanks, Curtis. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get to Jason on two. Jason, what's happening? What's your question? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Oh, man. As, uh, for argument's sake, um, you got your Mathis Cup. What's the difference between uh, when you have an MXGP in America and the motocross the nations? If you got Tomac and Osborne going to the GP in America, uh, Osborne's not going to go, but Tomac he's is. Not going? No, he's not going. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it, you could make the case that it's you know it's the same thing. I guess it's it's European versus American. Uh, the format of of each country sending a team is you know pretty different from a USGP, but. Um, I don't know, JT. If JT, if Tomac goes to Jacksonville and goes one-one after his Glen Helen and his Charlotte race, I mean, can't he just say I'm the best rider in the world after last year and then WW Ranch and everything? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, but the the big difference is it's it's not the motocross nations. Uh, you know, and I know most people have not gotten the experience to go over to Europe and be a part of that event. Uh, but you know, it's the, it's truly the only team event we have in the sport. Uh, and it's the only event where you're representing your nation as a team, um, where you're all working together and it's just such a different dynamic. And, and normally there's not a ton of, uh, this country versus that country and patriotism. And, um, you know, I'm cheering for riders that I've never cheered before in my life. And, uh, Riders are working together when maybe they don't even like each other that much, but they come oh. together on that weekend to try to accomplish something. And it's just a completely different vibe and feel than any other race that I go to all year. All right, there you go, man. Yeah, so the, there you go, so Jason. When you do an American GP, just the atmosphere is just totally different. Yeah, you know what? It is, a, yeah. An MXDN in America is different from the MXDN in Europe. Yes. It, it really it is. is. Yeah. So it's just an yeah, American Especially thing. this one coming up, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm for gonna sure. I'm going to go just to see what it's like, just to see those guys. But Yeah. Uh, all right, Jason, thanks, man. Out. Appreciate it. Thank hey, man, you. Have a- all right, thanks. Let's run through these questions. Well, the, you know, the main difference, just to touch on what he said, yeah. the main difference there is that for the USA, you're going to have one country that has 90-plus percent of the fans there. Where if you go to, like last year in Italy, you have probably 15 countries making up 90% of the fans, right? So it's just a completely different feel to have that many different uh, countries and teams all cheering against each other. Yeah, absolutely. Steven, what's going on, man? Hey, I was having a question about uh, JT and Steve. I had a question about the silly season. Uh, What is the biggest rumor that you've heard and what is the biggest surprise so far that you guys feel? 
Uh, JT, what do you think? Um, I think the deal that Reed's going to end up putting together would be the biggest surprise. All right. And uh, uh, me, um, uh, yeah, maybe that. Because I think he's going to be doing it on his own, and so that'll be a big surprise to see what, how that happens. I don't know how he's going to fund this thing, though. I don't know how that's going to happen, JT. Like, he's yeah, like, I mean, assuming it all works out, I, which I think it is, um, it's just a lot of changes for him. You know, a lot he, of he's not going to fund this himself. Not after you know. No, no. But I'm saying is, but his partnerships and his sponsors and all that. Okay. There's a lot of shake up there. It's just a completely right. out of the box right. deal. You know. Um, yeah, that might be it. Millsaps to Yamaha was a big, big thing, I think. So I think that's going to happen, I believe, anyways. So, um, yeah, that's what we got, Steven. All right, man. Thanks for uh, the input. Uh, you want to you win the gear? You ride? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kinetic. Kinetic, bro. Not 18 stuff. Uh, the stuff that yeah. Weston Pike wore last weekend at Unadilla. So, that is awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, tits will get your information. Thanks for calling, buddy. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Kyle, what's up? You got a question for JT? Kyle. Yeah, sorry. Cut out. Yeah. I had a question for JT about uh, marketing. So I'm a college student, and I'm kind of curious, like, for one, what advice you give me and how much uh, marketing at WPS is more graphic design compared to software or, like, what? Uh, how much goes into it? Um, well, you probably know more than I do at this point if you're studying it. Uh, but from watching on a practical level at our company, uh, there's a lot to it, you know, and it's not just fly. You know, our our marketing department, uh, which is, you know, a, a ton of good guys, Dale Spangler, Brian Gibo, uh, Paul Davis, um, Kyle Farmer, right? there's you know, uh, James Kramer. There's a ton of people down there that are doing great work. But for them, I mean, they're, they have a ton of responsibility because we have a lot of house brands. So we have, you know, Fly is the one that gets the most visibility, but we have Sedona Tires and we have our own uh, hard parts brands. And we have all of these brands that we own and operate for ATV, UTV, Watercraft, Street. You know, we have all this stuff going on, but they have to do all the marketing for that, too. So they're building ads. They're um you know, completely from, from scratch, developing advertising campaigns and doing all of the website banners and um, working with the design department on the new new everything for the next year. So they have their timelines and working with all the media stuff to get all their, their advertising budgets in place, which includes, you know, Steve and the show, perfect example. Um, so they, if they only had to work on fly 100% of the time, <laughs> I think they would probably, you know, uh, take a huge sigh of relief. But, um you know, a big distributor company like WPS or any of our competition, uh, it's nonstop for those guys. As soon as they finish one project for Fly, they're jumping into uh, Highway 21, which is, our, you know, a street apparel line for us or, or something else that we own. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't envy their their workload, that's for sure. <laughs> do you have any kind of advice you give someone that's graduating college and what they would do to get into the motorcycle industry as far as marketing goes? Um you know what, I think with any job in the industry, and Steve, you can uh, agree or disagree with this, but I think you have to be willing, you know, because this is a passion industry and uh, it's not where you're going to go work for, you know, a, one an IBM or some huge corporation where they're going to start, start you off at some incredible pay and benefits package. Uh, most motorcycle jobs are because you love the sport and you have to be willing to come in and, and you know, kind of, I don't want to say start from the bottom, but you have to be willing to pay your dues. Um, and then, you know, there is, there is money in the sport, which people are rewarded for. Um, but you also have to realize that everyone who's ever ridden motorcycles or likes motocross, or whatever is trying to get into the sport. 
so there's a lot of that out there where people are like, well, I just, I'll do anything to get in the sport. And you know, unfortunately that doesn't give you a ton, a ton of leverage. So, um, I would just say, keep your horizons and, um, what you're willing to do, your options open. Um, and then if you prove yourself, trust me, there's a lot of opportunity out there. All right, there you go, Kyle. Thanks, man. Right. Thank you for the call. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's get to uh, Steve. Steve, you're Steve. You're a great example of that. I mean, you were sleeping on the floor to be a mechanic. You know, you're oh, living. Yeah. No, it's making uh, no money, and I nope. mean, that's just part of it. I, I've I got screwed over two or three times, padly by teams that, that, that said they were going to hire me. Uh, I racked up uh, a bunch of credit card debt. Um, you know, trying to stay down here, trying to get jobs, trying to live. You know, um, when I had no money, yep. and yeah, like you said, slept on floor. It's it's crazy. I mean. My brother came down with me one time and said, I would never do what you're doing. I would never do it. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> you know, yep. so, uh, yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to Nick. Nick, you want to talk Endurocross? Yeah, absolutely. I was I'm actually an Endurocross racer myself, and I wanted to see your percentage pie of if Alex Trey makes the main event or not. Well, I was on the fence maybe until I just saw Chris Kiefer's Instagram story. Did you happen to see that? <laughs> I did. Okay, so uh, I'm not. I'm not. I don't think he makes the night show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's hard, right? Like, it's really gnarly. So, JT's going to try it oh. in Boise. So it's going to be fantastic. That is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think he's going to make the night show. What do you think, Nick? Oh well, that doesn't play in my favor. I was going to try to make a wager with you, but uh, no. yeah, I'm kind of with you. JT? From all the emails I've been getting from the Enduro Cross, um, they say they're going to try to try to make the courses a little bit easier, a little more flowy to get more people involved. So that'll be interesting. Well, um, I don't know, JT. What A Ray? What's your prediction for A Ray? I'm going to go. I'm going to go night show and main event. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Well, maybe yep. JT will be willing to take the bet, but the the Tortelli jersey from 2001 that I was willing to put up, he doesn't really have a studio like you do, Steve, so that doesn't mean much to him. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I want I want JT's John Michelle Bale jersey. I'm going for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I'm not willing to bet, honestly, Nick. I think it's going to be tough, but uh, we're we're there for A-Ray. I'm not, I, I, if you want to bet JT for the main and the night show, go ahead. But, uh-huh. No, there will be there will be no bets for me. On <laughs> it'll definitely it'll definitely be entertaining to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, let's get to uh, maybe our last caller, Cody. Uh, I did want to get to you, Cody, before we uh, hang up on the uh, on the show today because I want to get JT's take on this too. Something I don't think we asked JT a while on. But Cody, what do you think about Mike Brown racing Loretta's? I think it's totally cool that he raced. I think it's really good for the sport to have the old pros be there for that race particularly. But I listened to the Pulp Show last night, and I heard Kiefer say that uh, all the guys bitching should have, you know, could have raced the 30B or C class. Yes. But that, I think that's the problem. They don't. They got rid of that class a couple of years ago. There's no 30B or C or a plus 25 BC. So for a guy like me, your average 30B rider, you know, it's... No, but there's a class. There is a class for guys that... You know, no former pros, plus 30. Plus 30. So Yeah, but it's basically a 30 pro class or 30A class. You know, I think they need to bring back the 30 BC, and that would make all them people a lot more happy. Well, I mean, I wasn't there. I right. was planning on it. But I would have liked to race it. You know, that's always been on a bucket list of mine. And right. Well, go for it, man. That uh, I mean, 30 BC class and give guys like me a shot at look, making it. Yeah, but, dude, there, but Cody, there isn't 40 
plus 30 A riders all going to the ranch. There isn't 40 of these guys. Plenty of BC riders are probably in that 40-man field. Will they win? Oh, man, I'd have to uh, disagree, man. There's some really fast 30 guys that didn't even make it this year out of my region. And okay, all right. Well, you would ass, man. Like, okay, well, you would have to make it. All right, you would know better than I would. Then I just found that hard to believe. There's 40. Plus thirty dudes that just haul ass, but but maybe there yeah, is. Yeah, I, just, I figured someone would have brought that up yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was surprised to hear that nobody said that there's right. no thirty BC, and that that's kind of the issue. The issue is not well, know, pros going. It's I don't think. Uh, I think yeah. Kiefer just meant the other. Maybe he got the name wrong, but the other thirty class that isn't open yeah, for I just pros. Think the majority so. of the vet guys are kind of outclassed in that thirty eight class. That's basically what it is. It's yeah. a super stacked thirty eight class, you know. Right. So okay. Thanks for the call, man. No, thank you. Good point. Uh, yep. Thanks. Uh, JT, where do you stand on all this? There was a lot of controversy. We played some voicemails on Monday. Yeah. People not happy. I don't know. It's a, I mean, it's a, nas- it's a national championships. It's supposed to be hard. You know? Uh-huh. I, I, none of these guys that, like, Parabinos has won that class before. He works, you know, 50 or 60 hours a week. He doesn't race professionally. He hasn't raced professionally in 14 years or something, you know? Um, and he didn't, even, he didn't even score points in a national ever, so he's able to ride the plus 30 class. Uh, Mike Brown's 46 years old. You know, he, I understand the fact that maybe you can't beat him. I don't, I don't know if I could beat him, you know, but it's, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's just an issue where people have a problem with them. You know, he's better. He's, he's faster than you. Like I get it. You know, Nathan Ramsey, he works a full-time job, you know? Okay. He's fast. I get it. Like, I'm sorry. He's, he's faster than you. You know, it's a national championship event. It's not supposed to be easy, you know? So, I don't know. You know, if, if um, let's say, Jeremy Martin decided to race Loretta Lenz this year, yeah, I would probably have a, I would have a problem with that. Right. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. He's a professional racer. He shouldn't be at Loretta's. But in 15 years, when Jeremy Martin's long since retired and he wants to go back and race an amateur event, and he is an amateur, I think he should be allowed to. I mean, he's, you know, he's not a professional anymore. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I... I I can somewhat understand their side of it, but at the same time, I, I just don't buy into it. Um, I think it's a lot of whining, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of complaining and whining about people just being faster than them. And guess what, man? There's always going to be somebody better than you. That's, it's a national championship event. That's kind of the caliber you're going to face. Like, it's welcome to life. It's hard sometimes. Yeah, I, I I was saying on Monday show that I sympathize with these people. Maybe five percent and ninety five percent of me is like, whatever, dude. Who cares? They meet all the criteria. They meet all the rules. Uh, it's not like Mike Brown didn't have to ride areas and regionals and just walked in, you know. Um, right. So yep. there we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine. He's forty six years old. John Gruy is fifty one. Go beat yep. the fifty one year old John Gruy. You right. know. Um, yeah, I mean there there is a plus thirty class to keep that level like a Mike Brown yeah. or myself one day out of that class. I get it. You know, that, that's what that class is there for. Yeah. And the last caller, I, I sympathize with him too, but if you have a class that was specifically to keep those guys out and then you are not qualifying in that class, I mean, that's just how it goes, man. Like it's part of, like I didn't make main events and I was like, I remember not making a main event and I was 10th in points in Supercross. Yeah. I should have made the event, but it's, that's on me. Like I wasn't good enough that day. You know, it's just, that's, that's racing. It's difficult. Uh, before we let you go on the fly race and moto 60 show, JT, your level of panic for Eli Tomac on a scale of one to 15. 15 being the highest. Yes. Tim Ferry. Not on a, like a DEF CON. No. Scale. Mm, well, Tim um, Ferry, Tim Ferry often leveled the competition like a, like a nuclear bomb, but <laughs> you know, um, 
you know what? Going into this weekend, I'm going to say it's pretty low. I would say like a five. Okay. Uh, but if it could quickly ratchet up to a 13 or 14 if this weekend doesn't go well. Um, All right. Because he, you know, he's got 31 points. He gave up 23 last mm-hmm. weekend. So that that's where it could go. Or he could come out with a whole moto advantage, and it's you know pretty right. easy for him. So. I think it's early. I wouldn't panic right now, okay. but he can't do that again. Can't have another Unadilla. Uh, the 2018 Fly Racing line of gear is selling so well, JT, that Tits Legendary put his order in and was told he would have to wait a little by a while. And he he's up he's upset because he's you know, a sponsored <laughs> rider, but he's just going to have yep. to wait for the bigger orders to be filled. Tits. Yeah, we we really try to protect dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our number one goal is uh, to help dealers succeed. So he's no shaking. amateur support orders. He's yeah. shaking his no head. No amateur support orders go out. He's yeah. shaking his head right now. I think it's going to be right early now. September. Yeah. yeah. No, he said it was early September. That's what they told him. But he's shaking yep. his head right now. He's not happy. So. Well, you know the easy answer to that, mm-hmm. and he's not going to like this, mm-hmm. is to go into his local dealer and buy it there. There we go. There you go, tits. Oh, he's not talking. Got it. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> he's so mad. That's about, that's about what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think JT was going to throw your lifeline. No, no, no not right. at all. Uh, all right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, JT. Appreciate it. See you, buds. All right. All right. Uh, Jason Thomas, everybody, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Thanks to Paul Parabinos. Thanks to JT. Thanks to you callers. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, Get, Pro Taper, Truck Hero, Tits. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry about your gear. That's right. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week.